and welcome to Bad at Love Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Miss Mallory. I'm Tamu. And we are currently in a hell of a weather where there's plant ejaculation everywhere. Wow. That's what I like to call it. Okay. It's pre it's pre-summer. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say it's pre-cum. It's pre-cum. I was like, no, they're trying some. to It's pre-sum. There you go. <laughs> Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but seriously, also, it's everywhere. Yeah, it is. It's really like, it looks like it's snowing in my neighborhood. So we are going to talk about today how we have changed ourselves to... Or what we've done to look good for boys. Yeah, for boys. Not just to, not ourselves, but to impress to or impress boys. To, yeah. to do anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. try to catch that mate. <sighs> <sighs> okay, so clearly I have low self-esteem issues and therefore... As a darker-skinned woman, I'm already at a deficit because nobody ever wants to deal with that anyway. So there was, it was, I think it was Phil, and I think I probably told the story where, like, I we were going to this party. I was going to this party with Phil and a bunch of other people. We were still friends, kind of weirdly. Mm-hmm. But there was this one other guy that I used to like, the one that I held hands with, it was the hand slut with. And he, he was going as well. And I was like... I am going to try to look the best and be super cute. And so, like, I, you know, my hair is all pretty. I was wearing a cute dress. I had amazing shoes on. And, like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling myself, as Beyonce would say. And then I look down at my shoes and I see that the, the paper backing that is at the top of, like, shoes. I know you wouldn't know, Mallory, since you'd never have had new <laughs> shoes. But... <laughs> A lot of times when you get shoes, you know, you have like the paper that's stuffed in it. And then oh. you also have like the, um, there's the also paper cardboard backing. that's yeah. the shape of the shoe itself. To keep it into. To keep the shoe shape. I did not take that oh out my of my shoe. How did you not know? I didn't know. And so I was, it was fine. And I was walking around trying to, thinking I was cute. And I looked down at my foot and I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so the Lord always has a way, or the universe, whatever you believe, has a way of bringing you back down to earth and be like, bitch. All right, calm all down. That. You are not all that. Yes, you look beautiful and it's wonderful, <laughs> but now you got fucking cardboard in your shoe. So, you know, those are that's those are the lessons learned. And you know, you always do. I always do things like I try to lose weight and I try to, you know, put on my best clothes and do stupid shit like that. So, never worked. <laughs> Although I did make that guy super jealous because I basically danced with Phil all night. Yeah. You go. That turned out into, but that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hand slut. Yeah. The hand slut's tail. That's my <laughs> Hulu show. <laughs> did you hear what she's doing? She's holding the hand of so-and-so with her left hand, but her right hand is filled with so-and-so. And it's free. And then they have bonnets on them. <laughs> bonnets on the, on the hands. <laughs> Do they just talk and they're just like, hey, we just held hands. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah, can yeah. see that on Her the hands were dirty. <laughs> you know. You know, a lot of people might think hand slut is actually just giving handies instead True, of... But no, literally holding hands. So that's that's my level, folks. My level, that's my level of sluttiness. Yeah. Yes. But then, also, her hands were dirty because she doesn't agitate when she washes them. <laughs> the happy birthday song. Okay, how about you? Uh, I would say that any time that I ever dressed for a man 
that it went badly, whereas if I dressed for myself, it went awesome. Mm. So, like, I actually, the other day, because I was going through photos trying to find something on my phone, um, I had, like, taken a screenshot of, like, a recipe or something from ages ago. And so I was going through, and then all of a sudden I came across the photo from Justin Timberlake when we went. We have a photo? Girl, I don't remember that night. (laughs) (laughs) I remember us screaming. There's a lot of screaming. And Um, fangirling. But the one right before I went, how I was dressed. And I was like, I don't normally take selfies. But I was like, damn, you look good. You always look nice. Whatever. I'm. You're beautiful. But it was really nice. Like, for me, it was inspiration for now where I was mm-hmm. just like, holy shit, I look damn good that night. And I remember that's the reason why I took it was because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, look at me. And we are going to go out. We are going to have fun. We met some of the band members briefly when we, like, shook their hands and oh, stuff. Oh, I mean, like, don't get – I'm like, we did? No, we didn't. That's not true. <laughs> they literally were just They were walking playing. past us and we shook their and hands. And we were like, oh, my God. And they said, hey, you guys are really great. And they said, hey, thank you. We had a conversation. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. I'm going <laughs> to let you have it. <laughs> that is your experience, and I respect it. <laughs> I probably have it on video. I have to go back in the drive. Anyway. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> you, were, you were just like, ah! <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> oh, the fun. Sorry. Back to your God, story. We were, yeah. It was not that long ago. That, this was a 2020 we were, experience. Just and so it was an experience. The tone, folks. Whereas I remember one significant night with someone that they invited me out to a unique jazz rendition of Seasons. It's the jazz, it was a jazz rendition of this album thing. Oh, Lord. Wow, I really can't remember. Well, clearly memorable time. I know, really remember. Well, I got really drunk apparently that night. Essentially what happened was we went to this together prior to it. I was like how am I supposed to dress? Like, he was actually supposed to possibly take someone else to it, but then he was like, I figured you might like this better, actually. Do you want to go with me? And I was like, I'm going to dress up because the place, like, it's like a special table. He paid for – it's like a pre – you prepay for your meals and your drinks, Mm -hmm. so that way everything just comes and you just enjoy Mm -hmm. it. And so I, like, dressed up to the nines, and I got gorgeous, and it was just such a moving piece that happened. I ended up crying – but, like, I was so into it while I had been drinking what we were getting. I wasn't eating enough. Was this when you threw up? Yeah. <laughs> so this is where, well, but it was. It ended up being a terrible night. So at the end of it, I ended up meeting the band. And this time it was a meeting. Okay. Good. I shook See, their hands and what, we chit-chatted. What, what did she just say, everybody? <laughs> it was actually a meeting. So she made up the other one where we met Timberlake. I did not make it up. Dancing. Again, I shook their hand just like I shook the other person's hand. Anyway. And we were just chit-chatting and stuff, and I was telling them how moving it was. But at one point, when they were done, I got up so fast from the table clapping that, like, the martini fell over, and it broke on the table. And then as we were walking out, my great-aunt called me, and I was like, oh, it's my great-aunt. And I answered it. My great-uncle had died. And then as I was like, oh, my God, this is happening, and he was like, hey, there's a bar across the line. Let's just go. We'll have another drink, and we'll just chit-chat. And so I get there, and I'm just kind of, like, in this whirl of emotions. And he, like, gets me another drink. And that was, like, when I realized afterward that I was, like, oh, my God, I barely have eaten anything. I'm, like, I'm sorry. We need to leave, you know, situation. I'm feeling very good. Like, I I went to the bathroom, but I couldn't do it. And I just came back out. And I was just, like, I'm just not feeling well. We get into his car. 
couldn't roll down the window fast enough as we were leaving and like puked, but half of it was inside, half of it was out. It was snowy. I ended up slipping on black ice and the outside all the way to the ground. He goes down with me. It was, there's never been. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it was a glamorous barf was, and a glamorous fall. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely together today. Um, <laughs> Thank God that's not true. <laughs> so it's like anytime, and that was the worst one I'd say that definitely happened. I mean, to be fair, he was like, let's get you in the shower. Let's get you cleaned up, et cetera. I took the couch because I refused to like take his bed. But then in the morning, he was like, you got to leave. I have a meeting. <laughs> And I was like, shit, okay, yeah. What I'm like, a well, I was going to clean up like the cars. And he's like, just leave. And I was like, <laughs> I was so embarrassed. And then I told him, I was like, whatever happens, I was like, do give me the cleaning bill. I will pay for this. Like, clearly, I'm not going to. And he's like, don't worry about it. And then later, I was like, can I please pay for that? And he was like, actually, that'd be great because I ended up having the details. <laughs> <laughs> So was it like in the speaker holes? (laughs) I have no fucking clue. He wouldn't let me go get it. We ended up even at that night. He he ended up taking out my clothes because they had been puked on too and putting them into a plastic bag and putting it into his wardrobe like to close it off. Because it smelled so bad. Like it was was such a terror. So what did you wear home? uh, He gave me a pair of his pants and I think like a t-shirt he didn't care about. And then I gave them back to him later. Oh, okay. So it was fine. So those are my experiences. <laughs> that, Like I said, that's the worst one. But I generally feel that when I dress up for someone else, it turns into more of an anxiety-ridden. Sure. Because I'm like, gosh, everything has to be perfect. Everything needs mm-hmm. to be a certain way. Everything needs to – versus when it's for myself, I'm like, damn, I look good. Yeah, let's do this. It, you know, And I don't know if – I think other people have different experiences when they dress up or do something for someone else because maybe they have – And maybe it's a 50-50. I don't fucking know. What I do know is that other people, when they do that, maybe they're doing it for themselves to get someone Mm -hmm. versus I'm doing it for someone and now I have all these anxieties because it actually isn't for me at all in Mm -hmm. any way or shape or form. Right. Because the people that I know who like dress up and they're like, I'm going to have sex tonight. It's for them. Sure. Not for I'm going to pull a guy and not – well, I'm going to make this guy that I like, that I haven't told, right. interested in me just because I'm wearing a fancy outfit or right. you can see my legs or you can see... You freak him dress. My butt. Yeah. I just haven't had that good of experience. Whereas when I tend to like dress up for myself and do things, I have a great time out mm-hmm. on the town hanging with friends, doing whatever I want to do. That to say... I would say that I've come into my own a lot later in life. Like, now I don't shave my armpits because I used to get razor burn and stuff all the time. So for me, I was like, fuck all you fuckers out there who think I have to shave my pits. I'd rather not have to deal with the other shit that comes along with it. I feel better. My coming of age tale, which I may have told before, my mom forcing me to stay in the shower until I shaved because <laughs> no. she was like, this is what you do. <laughs> And my mom being like, welcome. This is what life is. That's kind of my experience. (laughs) So then you've never done the whole like prep work before going out any place like shave your leg, shave your coocherium, cooch, shave your pits when you shaved your pits back in the backpack just to be sure like just in case. I mean like never just in case. Never just in case. I never thought that that was a possibility for me. (laughs) 
So it was more so like, I mean, like when before sex, I'm like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to do the stuff because I want it to be pleasurable for all of us. And I do things also to not worry. So like I take care of things that I might normally be anxiety ridden mm-hmm. about because I don't want it to be a problem because sex can be hard enough as it is. Right. Ha ha. <laughs> that I'd rather just be like, okay, we're going to bathe. We're going to shave my legs. We're going to, you know, the trimmings do the trimming and do. all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff because I want to make it Trim so that way when it comes to those points that I don't have to be concerned to kiss about sure. it. That makes sense. So, but otherwise, every single time I've ever tried to be something for someone else, it always ends up being where I'm too, mm-hmm. I have too much, <laughs> and then I'm like, wow, God, I hate myself like that. And I think, and maybe that's a problem. Maybe I associate it with love and that's why we're at where we're at now where I'm like, love does the bad thing. Bad at love epiphany. <laughs> so it doesn't sound like either one of us has done super crazy drastic things like had a makeover or, you know, gymmed it out for three months and was in hiding and doing all these other kind of weird, not weird, but other sorts of things that people would do to kind of be like, I'm going to look my best and I'm going to, they're going to be sorry kind of a thing. I haven't had enough access to do that, I guess, (laughs) too. I do know a couple of friends who have had the worst side of things where they run into their ex when they look like shit. Right. And I've had the other side of it where uh, recently a friend of mine ran into their ex at a party and she was like, I was to the nines amazing for no reason. Mm -hmm. Like I literally just went there just because I was like, I'm going to look great. I'm going to have fun. And then she ran into him and I was like, well, damn, not everybody gets it. No. Like awesome for him to look at you and be like, shit, she's doing great. Mm -hmm. Living her best life. Yep. I don't know. I, I guess my thing would be is a lot of what I do isn't, like, I know there's women out there who freaking razor blade their eyebrows and dye them. Like, with a, like they literally cut into their faces, ah. put dye on top of it, so then it gets into sure. their skin. And then it looks like fake eyebrows that are perfect all the time, so they don't have to constantly put makeup on them. That's painful. It's painful. I feel like that's not antiseptically sound. And it lasts. I can't remember how long it lasts. If it ah. lasts. Because they have to continue to do it. Oh, so it's not no. even like a... This is a fix. Sure. It's not a, ta- it's not a tattoo or anything like right. that. Right. It's more like henna dyed into the skin for a time. I guess that kind of makes sense, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not permanent. Right. If your eyes shift or your face shifts, you don't right. have to worry about like, oh, my God, my <laughs> eyebrows are into my forehead, but my eyes are down to where my cheeks are. So, <laughs> But we all have a threshold, I also do believe. Like, I don't shave my armpits. I don't really get any comments or anything on it necessarily. Maybe people talk about it. But I guess I would say... Like, uh, I get hairs on my chin, so I take care of those. Mm-hmm. How much of that is for me and how much of that is for society? Right. I will say that I, when I have doctor's appointments, like when I have to oh, go yeah. to my OBGYN, the I do nip, shave. Nip, nip. You I shave, shave my – I sh- well, when I used to sh- fully shave, I shave my pits and I trim my, my, sh- trim my shrubs and, yeah, shave my legs. I don't do that anymore as much, but – yeah, I would be like, I'm just going to make sure. Like, <laughs> Your gynecologist you know, gets it better than you. <laughs> no offense. And lots of TMI. Pluck the hairs around the nips. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do all of the things just so that they, you know, see a person in decent condition, not a disheveled, hairy now, mess. Did you ever think that maybe that's what they need to see so then they can tell whether or not something's wrong? I don't 
think they need to see an overgrown <laughs> nipple hair. bush and long nipple hairs, <laughs> areola hairs, I should say. Um, I don't think they need to see that. You know what I mean? But also, I know when you get your breast exam, they have to touch your pits and do whatever. So I just, you know, I shave them down so that way they don't have to be like going through a fucking forest or whatever. <laughs> Granted, it's not a forest anymore, but they don't have to go through all of that to do that. So that I will still do when I know I have a doctor's appointment <laughs> to make myself at least look decent right. for them. So they're, just, they're not like, should we, should we, wor- should we talk about something? Right. <laughs> Honey, should we talk? So <laughs> yeah, I'm very fortunate to know that even when I was losing weight, it was for me and never for anybody else. I've never been able to do that. I've never thought, well, I guess I must have thought about doing that at some point. It's like, oh, maybe I'm going to get like thinner and then like wear like super tight clothes and then they'll see and I lost weight for a wedding that's what I did once and I was running and it was hardcore this is even before I knew you Mm -hmm. and that was more so because I just wanted to look awesome Mm -hmm. and amazing because I knew there was gonna be a ton of pictures done right I was like you know what I have time the bride was doing it too so we were like let's do it together let's try to do this I definitely wish I could be healthier and want to be healthier because after college I had gained more weight in my current job so I was like let's do this and then it ended up being where at one point she stopped talking to me because she was jealous because she thought I was losing more weight than her and which it turned into a horrible event too so you can't win you have to do it for yourself is I guess my point that's what I continue to learn because if you ever add anybody else into the equation it's a fucking mess so what do you think about like there used to be shows oh those well not not that show (laughs) but there used to be shows like that where they would take someone who was quote-unquote even like that stupid Mama June from Not to Hot, where they did Honey Boo Boo, redid Honey Boo Boo's mom completely, oh, that I where didn't she know. lost, quote unquote, lost weight because she had, I think, gastric bypass or something, and she had new teeth. Like there used to be a show of like this oh, as wow. well, where people would go through this whole entire full old body makeover, where they'd change their diet, exercise, get facial reconstruction, get their teeth fixed, get their hair, like all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. done to themselves. To feel better about themselves, but sometimes like there's shows like Revenge Body that Khloe Kardashian has where the name of the show kind of represents what it's about, where I'm sure perhaps now it has taken on a different meaning, but that's what it means. Like I'm going to change myself to show you that you fucked up and you made a bad choice by not wanting to be with me or making fun of me or making me feel less than I was. And anything like that, because now I'm super hot. So now you probably want me. I think that there's, it's on the surface level, clearly shallow when you look at it in those terms of things, because life is a lot more than just one person. We have literally mm-hmm. billions of people on this planet, and there's a lot more going on that I think there could be focus on. Like, Flint still doesn't have water. So I feel like there's that, which is easy to say. I never really watched any of those shows. I guess my only really opinion on it, which ties into, I'll also bring up like The Biggest Loser, mm-hmm. those kinds of shows. It's a show like that, yeah. Which are entertainment value. And I think that a lot of people like to get a weird, fucked up entertainment out of fat people mm-hmm. when there's already enough against them. As someone who's overweight right now, as someone who has a mother who's overweight, you know, both of us would be considered fat. 
I think, it, I mean, it's already hard enough to be taken seriously when we sure. go into a doctor's office. It's hard enough to be taken seriously in many different respects. I guess the 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 main idea that I get from it is I have read articles on the aftermath of these mm-hmm. people who have done these huge changes. And I actually know people, too, who have gotten, like, gastric bypasses and yep. all that kind of stuff. There's actually a lot of change personality-wise mm-hmm. that actually goes along with it. And the first thing is most of the people who are on the biggest loser, they gain their weight back pretty immediately due to the fact that it's those aren't healthy ways to lose weight. Right. The because they, were they don't at, have the resources. Because they don't have the resources. To continue to maintain that. And because it was unhealthy. They, they sure. don't show necessarily where like they're like, oh, this person passed out at it's the exercise bike. weight loss. And what they're like, what they didn't show was that they didn't eat for 24 mm-hmm. hours. They're making it look like these people who just eat massive amounts of food and they just for the first time in their life or something touched an elliptical and then they passed out. Mm-hmm. It's like that's not what happened. What happened is that they're given money depending on how much mm-hmm. they they lose and despite them kind of being like, hey, like eat healthy, also you want to lose more weight, don't you? Mm-hmm. They won't eat for two days and they'll exercise at nighttime forever as well. Sure. Yeah, I mean that's just – Nonstop. To that end, knowing that other people who have gotten the gastric bypasses and stuff, knowing that I've actually seen it end relationships mm-hmm. because fat people aren't seen. Mm-hmm. They go out and they walk around on the street. It's very mm-hmm. rare that people even pay attention to them. And if they do, it's a negative effect right. due to society. And so when they start losing weight and people all of a sudden decide to change their mind because mm-hmm. now they're thin or they're, you know, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. it makes, it gives this weird boost of confidence and it's, a weird, hard way to figure out how you fit in the world again. Well, I think the point is, too, which they, I don't know if that's changed, but I had a friend who was severely overweight, had gastric bypass. I think that it should also come with some sort of mental health Oh, yes. Discussions. Like, you should have a therapist as you go through this process because it's an extreme change in your whole entire identity. Yes. And that's a really big deal. And a lot of people don't have the capability and the tools to to deal with that cope to cope with that change oh and absolutely. they just go literally we didn't we didn't do it for the right reasons which i hate to use bachelor terms and bachelorette terms but it wasn't done for the right reason it was like i want to lose weight because i want to be hot but i still want to eat corn chips and i still want to eat donuts and i'm not going to exercise and, not gonna and i'm not going to do the, the things that i need to do to take care of myself and that was where i had an issue i don't i guess that's my area and thought process on that because it's harder to achieve those things and as someone who's always been a little overweight who's Mm -hmm. always been fat just that's how it comes down to for me it's a lot easier to notice those things and how people like quickly ignore you and fat black whatever (laughs) (laughs) it's all the same either way i haven't gone to any full-on extremes for myself to to change for a man i've tried the personality thing even a little bit and i can't i I just can't because my conscience won't let me it's just it, it comes out of me where i'm like you're privileged. Like, I just can't. <laughs> well, we all know that it's just hard to keep all that opinion bottled up. <laughs> so it's just going to. So I got a podcast. Explode like a jack of, jack of the box. So I don't know. We really haven't come to any sort of conclusion, which we weren't planning to do anyway. No. But um, just when we're talking about, I guess, ourselves and how we got yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, it'd be curious to hear anybody else's stories out there. Hello. Hello. If you're inclined to do so, send us an email, bad at love podcast at gmail.com 
or join our Twitter, Bad at Love Pod, right? And on our Instagram, Bad at Love Podcast. Let us know your story. This is a very complicated everything because it is complicated. Do you do it for a man? Do you do it for society? Do you do it for yourself? I think typically we do it for. Is it really for ourself if it's, you know, something that society's telling us to do? I think it's a combo of society and trying to get the love that you want to be seen. How much is yourself when you have everybody telling you what to be? Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks. Bye. Cheers.